Yo, what's up, everybody? This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 7. How y'all doing? Hope you guys been having fun out there. Weather's been pretty good. Uh, the swell is starting to decrease, but it's still been fun. Shape's been good. I had a couple of fun days over in Malibu. Um, also, a couple of smaller days at Topanga. Uh, I actually recommend everyone uh, on those smaller days early on when it's clean, go to some of your usual breaks. Uh, it's not going to be as big, but the shape's going to be pretty decent, and you're not going to have a bunch of the the locals that are annoying like I know with Topanga you know on those smaller cleaner days the Undertaker and uh, uh, the crew that I've dubbed the Golden Girls doesn't show up so you just have a nicer vibe uh, get as many waves as you want you can go in and out real quick get your little peelers go get some lunch it's super chill in today's episode we're gonna get right into it no politicking no BS uh, we're really stoked that we have an interview with our homegirl, Cassia Mater. Uh, if you don't know Cassia, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> but honestly, she's super chill. Uh, one of the best loggers, one of the best creative people in surfing today. Uh, what she's doing with her wetsuit line and other projects, which we'll get into. Uh, but again, uh, this is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Check out our page at podbean.bodegabordercrew.com where we have our track listings. We have links to things we're going to be talking about. So today we're just going to go into, you know, five, six tracks and then into the interview, come back with a couple of more tracks and then with a little outro words of wisdom. So with that, I'm going to let you in with some uh, Queen Latifah and Moni Love. And I'll check in with you later. Peace. The ladies will kick it, the rhyme it is wicked. Those that don't know how to be pros get evicted. A woman could bear you, break you, take you. Now it's time to rhyme. Can you relate to a sister's open up to make you holler and scream? Hey, yo, let me take it from here, queen. Excuse me, but I think I'm about to to get into precisely what I am about to do. I'm conversating to the folks who have no whatsoever clue. So listen very carefully as I break it down for you. Merrily, 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 high to happy overjoyed. Please will all the beats and rhymes my sisters have employed. Look as me throwing down the sound totally a yes. Let me state the position. Ladies first, yes? Yes. Yeah, there's going to be some changes being a woman is great to see. I know that all the fellas out there will agree with me. Not for being one, but for being with one. Cause when it's time for loving, it's the woman that gets them sworn. Stepping, strutting, moving on, rhyming, cutting, and not forgetting. We are the ones to give birth to the new generation of prophets. Cause it's late. I break into a lyrical freestyle. Grab the mic, look at the crowd and see smiles. Cause they see a woman standing up on her own too. Sloppy slouching is something I won't do. Something that we can't flow. Can't flow. Stereotypes, they got to, go. got to go. I'ma mess around and flip the scene into reverse. With what? With a little touch of ladies first.
you don't believe what here, listen to this rhyme. Ladies first, there's no time to rehearse. I'm divine and my mind expands throughout the universe. A female rapper with a message to send. The Queen Latifah is a perfect specimen. My sister, can I get some? Sure, Moni Love, grab the mic and get dumb. Yo, praise me not for being simply what I am. Born in L-O-N-D-O and sound American. You dig exactly where I'm coming from. You want righteous rhyme and I'ma give you some. To enable you to age yourself and get paid. And the material that has no meaning, I wish to play. Pay me every bit of your attention. Like mother, like daughter, I would also like to mention. I wish for you to bring me to the, bring me to the rhythm. Of which is now systematically given. Desperately stressing, I'm the daughter of a sister. Who's the mother of a brother? Who's the brother of another? Plus one more. All four have a job to do. We doing it. Respect due to the mother who's the root of it. And next up is me. The M-O-N-I-E-L-O-V-E. And I'm first, cause I'm a L-A-Z-I-E. Contact in fact. Style, it gets harder. Cooling on the scene with my European partner. Laying down track after track. Waiting for the climax. When I get there, that's when I tax the next man or the next woman. It doesn't make a difference. Keep the competition coming. And I recite chapter in verse. The title of this recital is Ladies First. Another manic depressant, adolescent stares at death. Now what's left when there ain't no God and a whole lot of pride? It might be a homicide, so let the drama slide. We don't want no problems, bitch. Get your name in the obituary column, shit. Cause life is too short and it just gets shorter. I wish I had a quarter for all my people they slaughter. Last year alone in the dead zone. Walk straight, but don't walk late. Cause I'm coming with a hate only made from what it made me. Cause nobody ever played me. Now it's only getting worse. Buckshot and ace in the land of the waste. Kicking you in your face. We be doing it up Brooklyn style. What does it take to get you out? My mentality is getting iller, killer. Instinct is trying to infiltrate, but wait. I know you want to enter, but I can't let you in. My mind stays the maddest. I'm gone with the wind. Because it is survival of the fittest. When the shit hits the fan, I got my shank in my hand. Black man with the permanent tan. I come from the villa, never ran. Damn, I'm feeling another part of reality. Hit me when I represent the FAP. Straight from the hill till then play the building. I mean literally when I say I make a killing for my cipher. See, I'm finna the bust the pipe. Original heads represent the Brooklyn all night. Do or die, I'm saying this you or not. Bring your click so we can get stoned like family slide. Need to see I in the bush. Mighty Mateen rocking the rock, giving the push. <laughs> We did it like that and now we do it like this We did it like that and now we do it like this Go inside your mind and find a time that you miss And just think about the steel in your fist It's just an extension of your arm It's that ghetto type of charm that makes all the homeboys swarm Can I drop the bomb? Oh yes I can Move with the groove, smooth like Gigi Dan Who is the man? That kid there who is the chick with the pick in her hair? Angela or uh, Davis, and we roll like Avis. Rent a car, kid, there you are. You know where to find me whenever you need me. If you know the app, follow the path to the land of the aftermath. But don't frolic in the mix, crazy-ass Brooklyn kids. Cause they always throwing a body on my lawn. I'm getting a rock baller without a collar. Get off my block, boy, and give me a dollar for the trouble. Or get blown up like a bubble. Now let's take a sec to think back. 
year of the 7-0, but Brooklyn was the place to go. Flow on the journey up the Crown Heights, Ebbets Field, feel the real, the real on your life. Right, individuals live in the PJs. DE will check my DJ. Hey, play what I wanna play in the day, but in the night I feel the right. Took the left, Bucktown, Brooklyn, break it down. Heads from state to state, travel as I unravel the rate. How it tap Scott and Sutter. I remember way back in the days playing hot peas and butter. Brother, if you want another lesson, Brooklyn session, take it back, blacksmith and Wesson. Press your luck, you get stuck by both for your box. Master Ace has the taste for ducks and duck sauce. So tell Lord Digger, dig a grave for the bones, sticks and stones. While I kick some ancient homes through your domes, act went back to attack your home. So Tim, can I flip? Yes, you can. I'm in the world war with Muhammad, my man. Feels so good to be a Crooklyn Dodger. <laughs> What's happening to rerun and Roger? I think I seen him wearing Timberlands and running down the block from Dwayne. And Dwayne had a Glock. Cause he be selling rock for the Partridge family. And Ruben Kincaid drops a 300 E. And he be pimping Chrissy from Three's Company. Plus he stuck Mr. T for all his jewelry. This is the 70s thing from the days when kids didn't act so crazy. Vu. I can vision my killer crew more hospitable, consciously aware plus political. 
Cause though they claim every man's created equal Us as native people Find it harder for nights to sleep through But once established We eating lovely, living lavish Like the house of a sign, Pavis I got a hat, it's so plush Just to visualize, it's like a coke bus Vivid enough to make living this a must Plus, swear Sugar Hill, baby Sugar Hill, baby Then writing in my book of rhymes, all the words past the margin. The whole of mic, I'm throbbing. Mechanical movement, understandable smooth shit that murderers move with. The thief's theme, the play me at night, they won't act right. The fiend of hip hop has got me stuck like a crack pipe. The mind activation, react like I'm facing time, like Pappy Mason with pins I'm embracing. Wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the streets. Suede Tim's on my beats, makes my cipher complete. Weather cruising in a six cab, a Montero Jeep, I can't call it. The beats make me fall in a Sleep, I keep falling, but never falling six feet deep. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? It's yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? The world is yours, the world is yours To my man ill will, God bless your life To my peoples throughout Queens, God bless your life I trick we box of crazy bitches aiming guns and all my baby pictures Beef with housing police, release scriptures, that's maybe Hitler's Yet I'm the mal money getting style, rolling foul The versatile honey sticking wild, golden child Dwelling in the rotten apple, you get tackled A court by the devil's lasso, shit is a hassle There's no days for broke days, we sell and smoke pays While all the old folks pray to Jesus soaking they sins and trays A holy water, odds against nods and slaughter Think of the word best describing my life To name my daughter, my strength My son to start will be my resurrection Born in correction, all the wrong shit I did He'll lead in right direction How you living larger, broke a charge cards are mediocre You flipping coca, playing spit spades and strip poker It's yours, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine Whose world is this? Yours, the world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Yo, the world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's The young city 
city bandit Hold myself down single-handed For murder raps I kick my thoughts alone Get remanded Born alone, die alone No clue to keep my crown or throne I'm deep, I sound alone Cave inside a thousand miles from home I need a new nigga For this black cloud to follow Cause while it's over me It's too dark to see tomorrow Trying to maintain I flip, feel the clip to the tip Picturing my peeps Now the end can make my heartbeat skip And I'm amped up They like to champ up Even my brains in handcuffs Headed for Indiana Stabbing women like the Phantom The crew is laughing Big Willie style Check the chip to Check smile chip to Plus smile. I profile wow Stash through the flock holes Burning dollars to light my stole Walk the blocks with a bop Checking dames plus the games People play Bust the problems of the world today It's yours It's mine, it's mine, it's mine the world is yours, the world is yours. The world is yours, the world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. It's yours, it's mine, it's mine. It's mine, 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 the world is yours to everybody in Brooklyn. Y'all know the world is yours. The world is yours. Everybody in Mount Vernon. The world is yours. Long Island. Yo, the world is yours. Staten Island. Yeah, the world is yours. South Bronx. The world is yours. Stirred firm and young with a laid back tongue. The aim is to succeed and achieve at 21. Just like Ringling Brothers, our days in a sound. Captivate the ass cause the pros is profound. Do it for the strong, we do it for the meek. Boom it in your boom it in your boom it in your Jeep or your Honda or your Beamer or your Legend or your Benz. The rave of the town to your foes and your friends. So push it along. Trails we blaze. Don't deserve the gong. Don't deserve the praise. The tranquility will make you unball your fist. For we put hip hop on a brand new twist. A brand new twist with a whole heat of mystic. So low key that you probably missed it. But yet it's so loud that it stands in the crowd when the guy takes the beat. They bowed. So raise up squire, adjust your attire We have no time to wallow in the mire If you're on a foreign path, then let me do the lead Join in the essence of the cool I breed The cool out to the music cause it makes you feel serene With the birds and the bees and all those groovy things Like getting stomach aches when you gotta go to work Or staring into space when you're feeling berserk I don't really mind if it's over yet Cause the job of resurrectors is to wake up the dead So pay attention, it's not hard to decipher And after the horns you can check out the viper Sideways, but competition them must come straight. Wait, competition them try to come sideways, but competition them must come straight. Wait, how's about that? It seems like it's my turn again. All through the years, my mic has been my best friend. I know some brothers wonder, can Piper really kick it? Some even wanna diss me, but why sweat it? I'm all into my music because that's how I make tapes. Try to make hits like it could be makes tapes. Me sweat another, I do my own thing. Strictly hardcore tracks, not a new jack swing. I grew up as a Christian, so did I, I give thanks, collect my banks, listen to shabarangs, I sing and chat, I do all of that, it's 1991 and I refuse to come back, I take off my hat to other crews that tend to rock, but the low end theory's here, it's time to wreck shop, I got tip and shot, so whom shall I fear, stop looking, listen, but please don't stare, suggest to the store and buy the LP, or drive RCA, cassettes and CDs, produced and 
arrange guys with four-man crew. And oh shit, Skeff and Slim, he gets props too. Uh-huh. Make sure you have a system with some fat house speakers so yeah. the new shit can rock. Uh. From Boston to Master Pequa. Uh. Cause where I come from, quality is job one. And everybody up on it, you know we get, get the, the job, job done. done. So peace to that crew, yeah. and peace to this crew. Bring yeah. on the tour, we'll see you at a theater near you. Hey yo, but wait, back it up. Huh. Easy, back it up. Please let the abstract embellish on the cut. Back and forth just like a cameo song. If you dig this joint, then please come dance along to the music, cause it's done just for the mind. Now I gotta scat and get mine. Underline the jazz. The what? The jazz to move that ass for the job originates. That feeling of pizzazz. It's a universal sound. Bless the bumpers on the ground. And the one six below, you didn't have to go. Some say that I'm a subject, cause I once had an orgy. And sometimes for breakfast, I eat grits and porgies. If this is a stinker, then call me a stink. I ask. Now check it out, all my peoples in Queens, you don't stop Now all my peoples in Brooklyn, you don't stop And all my peoples uptown, you don't stop That includes the Bronx and Harlem, you don't stop Now to that girl Rommel, you don't stop I said because ladies first, you don't stop And to the JBs, you don't stop And they lost soul, you don't stop And to my brand new Beans, you don't stop And to my leaders of the new, you don't stop And to my man, large professor, you don't stop for the beat, you don't stop. Everybody in the place, you don't stop. You keep it on to the rhythm, you don't stop. Yo, everybody, welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Hope you've been digging the tracks. Gonna lay low on a little instrumental for Red Band. Uh, just a couple of housekeeping notes. Uh, remember to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Uh, check out our page at bodegabordercrew.podbean.com where we have listings to all the tracks, stuff we talk about, uh, links to our merch. We have some fun merch you might want to check out. Uh, you could also request sticker packs. I know I'm a little behind on sending some out. I'm waiting for some new shit to come in that I think everybody's going to be hyped on. So we're kind of going to get right into it uh, with Cassia. So I've gotten to know Cassia over the last, I'd say, like year and a half in the lineups. And she's honestly like one of the most chill people uh, that you could see out there. Just really fun to surf with, talk with, uh, has a great personality, has a lot to say. Uh, that's really inspiring. Uh, she's also ill, like she's just like sick on her board, uh, uh, mostly logs, but you know, I've seen her surf everything, uh, in the book. Uh, so she's kind of, for me, the person that we like to focus on and bring attention to. Uh, she has amazing creative stuff she does, uh, through her wetsuit line and with some other companies as well as, uh, some other things that she's up to that she'll talk about. Uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to her home up in Topanga, uh, which is just awesome to kind of be there. And we did the interview up on 
this kind of top level area that she has a bunch of wind chimes and everything so you'll hear that in the background i tried to keep that sound in as much as possible without it being distracting so anyway without further ado here's the interview that i did with cassia Where did you, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? I was born in Downey, just outside of downtown. Okay. And I grew up like just pretty much, I lived in the desert for uh, only a few years, but I mostly grew up uh, Agora. So just on the other oh, okay. side of Canaan. So I'm kind of like a canyon dweller, like, but more from the valley side since okay. I was, you know, tw 12 years old. Okay. Or no, even more like six years old. I, I lived in Agora. So. Okay. Yeah. And how did you, like, what was the first thing that got you to the ocean and like surfing? Like, how did that happen? Well, I think it was hot in the valley, you know? <laughs> and I was, like, skateboarding. But I had this, like, infatuation with the beach lifestyle okay. and the beach culture. So it was, like, you know, Gidget movies were so rad to me. Uh -huh. And just everybody hanging on the beach, having a bonfire, playing music, surfing all day. And, uh -huh. like, that kind of was, like, this full fantasy. And... I don't know, just something about the ocean. My dad would always go surfing. We'd take a trip to San Diego once in the summer, one week, and he'd always surf, and I'd be like boogie boarding on the inside, and I just really wanted to surf. So when I was 14, I did junior lifeguards. Okay. So I got to spend the whole summer on wow. the beach, um, which was epic, you know, and kind of like- Where yeah. was that, down here in Malibu? Or? No, that was over at Leo Carrillo. Oh, at like, Leo, okay. At that time, we were living really close to Decker Canyon. Okay. And um, Leo was, just had a cool program, and there was a couple other kids from the valley that I used to skateboard with okay. that were going there. So it was like easy for our moms to like dial in, you know, mm -hmm. the callings and like those guys. And Julie Cox, who's like a surfer that people know, she yeah, was yeah. like a surf shop traveler. Like she was a junior guard counselor, and we would all take, uh, you know, turns like getting rides to the beach. And then we just pretty much would post up. We were so into it that we would like. You know, I'll tell our moms we were sleeping at each other's houses and I'll just sleep on the sleep. beach. Oh. Or like Julie, because <laughs> yeah. she was like, she also worked at the camp store. She like would have a campsite sometimes uh -huh. and we'd like crash there and we were just like, couldn't get off the beach. Before guards, we'd be surfing the rock at Leo. After guards, the rock at Leo. Like, that's awesome. That's really where I got into surfing. Okay. And then, because I knew how to surf myself and knew about the ocean, that next winter, my dad started surfing more with me because then he had a friend to go surfing with again. Because like all of his buddies thing. like moved away, you yeah. know. So then he was like, "Yeah, we can go surf." And then, and I was confident enough yeah. to where he didn't have to like worry about me, right. you know. Um, like so, he's like he's like surfing with you rather than surfing at you in a sense. Like totally. Like, like, like he's like, like okay. You, instead of I'm him cool. like just teaching me and yeah. spending like you know the whole time just teaching yeah. me, he's surfing and I'm just with him trying to figure it out. But I know enough to be like aware. Okay, you know? that's awesome. But you you skated first I skated first um so I was always on like boards you know like since I was uh -huh. like five or six years old okay. I was like obsessed with skateboarding okay so you know I had whole days where I think like I didn't even get off the skateboard we just like cruise around our whole neighborhood we lived on a cul-de-sac <laughs> in Agora and we'd go from like house to house and like push ourselves like uh -huh. we wouldn't even take our feet off the board yeah. we were just all day that's awesome it was so fun like going down the driveways to like our friends houses it was just so much fun um, and then surfing, like, you know, it's not like I was, like, an epic skater or anything. Yeah. You know, I'd always be But you still had myself. that kind of muscle memory of, like, like totally. that's the thing. I find a lot of people who skated before they surf or skate and surf, they have this unique muscle memory, like, almost that it's, like, they don't even look down at the board. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, you're just like, oh, like, 
whatever. It's there. Totally. Like, when I first started surfing it, kind of like the whole feeling of standing up mm -hmm. felt really natural already. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like that was weird. It was more like catching the wave. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I catch the wave? Oh, cool. And then once I was up, I like, yeah. you know. It's, it's funny. It's like, it's like my same experience, like from like skating for so many years. Like, that was the first like, st like the stumbling block was like okay timing the wave and then once I got like every time I got up I was like I know what to do like I've been doing this since I've been like 14 years old like this like it's just on water it's it's different but it's not that much different totally I mean everything around you is moving so I think it's more like your orientation and mm -hmm. awareness of the ocean yeah that's like the difference yeah because you know? it's I mean it is a little bit more terrifying like honestly like it's like you can't just like you know when you're skating you could just put your hand down and stop or you could jump off like you can't exactly jump off in a lineup. You can't. You don't know what's like. You know, it's like you might get pulled under. Um, totally. So, did you when you started um, surfing? Was it like longboards or was it shortboards or like? Well, you know, at Junior Guards, it was like we were surfing like the rescue boards. Right. Basically, there was yeah. like two or three that we had, and like after the end of Junior Guards everybody would surf until their parents picked them up and usually we would all stay down there so it would just be kind of like a match of who can stay on the board the longest and if you fell somebody else got it because there was no leashes you know yeah, we yeah. like all swim and grab <laughs> yeah. it so that was kind of cool so that was on a long board and then me and my dad shaped a short board oh. but it was might as well have been a long board for me because I was little uh -huh. it was like a 7-2 but short board shaped with a tri-fin uh -huh. and I used to take the beach bus all the time. After Junior Guards was over, I would take the beach bus to like, I don't know, kind of like Zuma all the time because okay. it went from there. And every time I rode that board, like one of the fins would break off. <laughs> and like, it was hilarious. It was like, you know, it was rad because we got to shape it, and yeah. like the whole thing. And then it was for Christmas that next year uh -huh. that I asked for my own board and I asked for a long board. Oh, okay. So I got like a nine foot long board, but my dad had this board. It was called like, it was like a Becker or Stewart or uh -huh. something like that. It was called like the blaster. I remember. The name. <laughs> and it was like, maybe like eight, 10 or something like that. Or like, no, maybe eight, two, but uh -huh. it was like kind of fun board shape. Yeah. So I'd take that surfing all the time. And you know, it was super cool. And then I think I got it stolen and then I got one for Christmas or I don't know. And then, just like starts, that. then you forget about the boards, right? Yeah. Like, it's and then like it was just on. Blur. Yeah. <laughs> then it was just on. But the first board I asked for was like a nine two long board. Um, when you first started surfing, were there any people that, whether it be through video or in person that you looked at and you were kind of like, huh, I want to surf like that person or I like what they're doing or there's something about like, was there anyone that like you kind of gravitated towards? Totally. I mean, when I was like, you know, because they're longboard magazines and there was a couple videos and stuff. So Joel was somebody I really looked up to. Brittany Leonard uh -huh. is somebody I really looked up to. And she was like around surfing Malibu and surfing Leo and stuff like that. I was like super fanned out by her. Um, and then I just loved because at the time they had the U.S. Open on TV and stuff. And yeah. so when I was in the Valley, it was all about like watching anything I could like I would even watch Baywatch just for the surfing <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. but like so like Rob Machado I just liked how he he surfed a lot uh -huh. you know um and then you know Jerry Lopez like one of the first movies I bought myself was called Five Summer Stories yeah 
And I love that movie so much. I think I broke the tape. I watched yeah. it so many times. It's one of those, though. It's like, you know, it's it's like those, like, ten, ten surf movies that you kind of have to have and you can watch over and over again. Totally. You know, so it's like, it, it is a perfect one. So I was, like, super young, but I was really into, like, the kind of more classic style of mm-hmm. the surf culture. Yeah. And, like, more of, like, the retro vibe from day one mm-hmm. in that way because Five Summer Stories, like, all those kind of movies, it was, like, a different thing. It wasn't like I was, like you know, getting into the, like, other crazy kind of, like, I wasn't so much, like, I love Run Man, but I wasn't watching that as a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But it's sick, but, like, the, you know, and I think that's why I really tended towards longboards and, like, kind of more classic style, mm-hmm. style surfboards and also that lifestyle aspect of it. Like, the whole, the whole package, in a way. Totally. Like, it's not just, like, I mean, the thing that I always, I, I talk to people sometimes about, like, I think there's, like, people who surf and then there's surfers. Like, for me, when I see that, like, retro ride everything movement whatever you want to call it a movement style whatever for me that's like surfers for me like a lot like when i look at a lot of performance stuff i'm kind of like okay those are people who surf like yeah. like they do six other things and this is like one of the things that fits their bucket like like okay i go to the gym and i do this versus like other people are like ride everything movement and the retro movement they're like I'll ride every, everything from like a 5'4 to like a 10'10. Like, yeah. Like depending on what the waves are because I just want to be in the water and I want to catch waves. Totally. Or a mat or whatever yeah. it is. Just body surfing. Like as long as you're like out there. So I think it's just like the water that I'm obsessed with. You know, when I lived in the desert, we'd go to like lakes and stuff all the time and slide That's down. interesting. Yeah. It was just, I think for me, it's really water. Is it the, so I know that, I, I mean, I don't want to use this term badly. I know you very in tune with nature and spiritual and a lot of stuff that you talk about kind of touches on that stuff do you think it was the energy of the water like was that something that yeah I think so for sure like I definitely was such a hyper kid and like the water always just chills me out so like it's kind of more of like a meditation I think in a lot of ways it was like it's fun and it's rad and you're like pushing yourself but it's also this like way to like detach and a way to like just kind of like balance myself I think interesting yeah so you always you for you for you you feel like being in the water whether it be surfing or whatever it is it's like a meditation kind of grounding in a way. Super, you yeah. know. When I was a kid, I was such a punk. Like uh-huh. growing up in the valley, I like was not, you know. And really, like once I got to the water, that's when I really started like chilling out as a kid. Like you know, my poor parents before I found the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they're like, thank God you found it. Yeah, totally. Did you did you ever? Now here's a here's a question. Did it ever when not did it ever when did you consciously realize that's what it was um I think like it was more later that it was a conscious realization I knew that it really chilled me out from day one Mm -hmm. like I didn't know I just like started surfing I was obsessed with it and I would just surf all the time and I think it's like as you move forward in life you look back and realize things you're Mm -hmm. like wow but I was really appreciative at that time of surfing in the ocean giving me a reason to have life make sense almost no, no, that's, that's what I'm curious yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, and that was, like, at a very young age. That was, like, probably when I was, like, 16, 17. Wow. That I was, like, wow, cool. Like, because before that, I was just, like, school just tripped me out. Uh-huh. And, like, the idea of, like, picking what you want to do for your career and going to college, like, all that would just give me anxiety. Yeah. And I was, like, what's the point of all this? For what? You no, know? it's true. And then surfing was like oh yeah this is rad and it almost like I think that's why I was such a punk because I just really was like really this is it you know and then once I started surfing I was like oh this is rad 
you know, this is like what it's about. And I didn't even know what that meant at the time. Uh -huh. I was like, I'm just gonna do this. Like, it's not like I planned to be a pro surfer. That right. wasn't in my mind, but I felt like surfing made it all make sense to me. Like way. almost like here's the purpose, right? Yeah, and then I just kind of just dove in and that's all I did. Yeah, and you're like, that's, that's all you know. Yeah. Which is great. Um, that's, I, I mean, that's the way to do it. Um, now, when you, early on when you were younger, were you competing? Doing any yeah, of that kind of stuff? Totally. I mean, like, you know, starting to surf Malibu, I met a bunch of people that, like, then they became the people I was looking up to. Mm -hmm. um, there was so many great surfers there at the time. It was a really, like, wild, special time at First Point Malibu. Which like, was, what year was this, like, roughly? This was probably, like, 98. Okay, so 99, 2000. Okay. You know, 98, 99, 2000. I probably got to Malibu in 97, and 96 was when I was, like, did the junior guards okay you know so those kind of years was when I really like I got sponsored by Roxy but like even just for showing up at Malibu I was really I went quickly because I think I was around a lot of people that were like you know Joel would show up he was one yeah. of my idols Brittany would be there all the time people like Dane Peterson Josh Farbro Jimmy Gamboa yeah like everybody was coming to surf Malibu all the time that was like surfing in the way that I was obsessed with you know so was it Dylan awesome? Jones, like so many people, the Marshall Brothers, like we were all there and it was a whole different scene because where that lifeguard tower is now, mm -hmm. they had the Palapa, Eric Gross, like everybody, yeah. you know, Drew, like it was just so wild, you know, Carla Rowland, like all these people and they were there and we had this whole little place and almost like because the tower wasn't there, that was like the spot on the beach. And they kind of invited me over early on when I first, I just started showing up on the beach because my parents like didn't know what to do with me after <laughs> summer school. So they'd just drop me off. And then I would just like hang out with those guys and, and they'd tell me like, don't be a kook, do this, do that. You know, Jason Roglin, like all these like good surfers. That so they I were passing around. it down to you. Like they weren't, totally. they weren't hoarding the, well, the knowledge, if you will. Not even because like some of us were around the same age and some people were older, but the older guys like always like, you know, everybody just like, that's what's so cool about surfing the beach is a family yeah. and I think that's like the lifestyle that I fell in love with when I first started watching those movies and just wanted to surf mm -hmm. and then that was there you still, actually happening you, you know do you still think it's there it's totally changed I okay. mean there's a lot of the same people and like the hang is more in the parking lot but it's not there in the same way that it was as a physical spot and as like a time and a place mm -hmm everything like is in a moment and yeah. then you know other just it just evolves into other things and mm -hmm. and I think at the time with the Palapa and all the things you know that were so new about kind of like the rebirth of the logging movement mm -hmm. like that was also the time that like Thomas put out his first film you yeah. know that I ended up being in because I was just there hanging yeah. with everybody and like you know um there was such a movement in the classics you know single fin longboarding longboarding had been before that like people were trying to do airs on on yeah. high performance longboards and it really took away from like what longboarding is and also like the root side of what surfing was you mm -hmm. know and so like the heritage was being kept in certain places places like Wind and Sea and places like Malibu at the time with mm -hmm. the Palapa and places like still Sano because they have like a hang there and a place where people can chill but I think the you know there wasn't as many people doing it, so it was tighter. Yeah. And it was really exciting because yeah. it was really about, like, you know, the rebirth of something. So it was, like, that whole, you know, time. Do you guys, like, you being a part of that, that happening, were you guys conscious of it or were you just, were you guys just kind of, like, going through it? And, I'll get, and why I'm bringing this up is, like, you know, 
my understanding of things like this, like I saw it happen in skateboarding. Like yeah. I saw it happen in New York at the Brooklyn Banks. I saw it happen at EMB in San Francisco. A lot of people in, the, in those scenes look back and they were like, yeah, we knew something was going on. Like, did you guys, or was it just like, it was just organic and you just didn't think anything of it? Like, I don't think I thought anything of it at the time until like looking back later, it felt really special and magical. I can't speak for everybody that was there mm -hmm. because there was a lot of people that were older than me yeah. and kind of just like at a different place. So that might've been the case for some of them. It felt really special and unique in a way that like, yeah, it was just such a time. And now I look back and I'm like, man, I'm so grateful for that whole time. I mean, obviously it was the funnest thing ever. But yeah. Also like having more of a reference of seeing that it was really a special time. Mm -hmm. And even like surfing since, like now I can't even park at Malibu. I'll be like waiting on the side of the yeah. PCH for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. You know, so surfing since has exploded. And I do really think a lot of that um, that led to it was really also the explosion of the lifestyle part of surfing. And longboarding being a huge part of that, you know, an integral part of that, like that whole, you know, rebirth of the single fin and alternative board movement and then giving access to people to ride different mm -hmm. crafts that are going to actually let them have a better time. Yeah. Like surf, surf for the waves. Like don't, totally. Like, like, and it's just, you know, like, you know, getting like a really thin, like high, high performance shortboard. Unless you, if that's what you're learning on, it's going to be really hard. But if you get a longboard, you can go down to the beach <laughs> yeah. and figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So you can enjoy it a lot sooner without getting discouraged and maybe yeah. just shying away from it before you really get it, you know? So I think that that really helped. And now it's just like packed and a lot of the boards are longboards and like, it's cool, man. It's just a totally different time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting also with, I think, social media, it's for me my perspective is I almost look at it and see like when they show pictures of people like carrying long boards and going down the beach and like all that like on Instagram and social media it all, it's almost way more attractive than seeing like three people in wetsuits carrying short boards you know what I mean like you get the like what you were talking about the surf lifestyle like for like there's a vibe coming off of that right yeah. like you're kind of like oh okay I could get into this versus like seeing like like three people with boards with tons of stickers on it with tri-fins and you're like I don't even know what that world is like that's like like I drive a car I'm not a NASCAR like like it's like I don't know what that world is and I think for me like I've noticed you know especially with social media that's exploded yeah like it's like you see and then you see it like in fashion right which you've you've had some experience like doing the stuff with Roxy like that like crossed over into fashion a lot it did you know and I think it was more so even fashion cross crossing over into surfing as surfing huh. was getting more popular you know like fashion people wanting to do like more surf stuff mm -hmm. like look at now it's like you know Tori Birch has Tori Sport which is like all around like surf and lifestyle yeah. Lululemon's trying to do stuff like around surfing mm -hmm. like free people like all these all these big plays like they had like Chanel was doing all the board things before a lot of designers are working with neoprene yeah. you know you drive down the freeway a lot of the billboards are about surfing you yeah. know a lot of the car commercials like surfing's like having a full resurgence right now and I think like just hit the mainstream in a different way even what stand-up paddling has granted people like the idea around getting into any body of water whether it be a lake or a yeah. sound or whatever so I think like more people are engaging in a the outdoors like you know it's out of the gym mm -hmm. into the world you yeah. know we can go like you know hiking shoes so I think people are just embracing the outdoor culture more and surfing you know those kind of beautiful shots of like that romantic fantasy yeah. you know the lifestyle and something nostalgic yeah. and like just beautiful and it's like simple and like 
It's really cool. It's super cool. Yeah, seeing a sunset like a sunset picture in like, you know, Fiji or Hawaii and someone coming out of the water, you're like, and if you're at your desk job, you're like, shit, I want that. Like, you're like, I, I want to quit my job and I'm done. I know for me, it's like, you know, I grew up in New York City. I've been obsessed with surfing since I've been like, like eight years old and I used to buy surfing magazines and stuff but I was also in that era where it was that first resurgence when it was the 80s of the gotchas being yeah. Macy's and all that stuff like all those brands like became huge and it was just like like what's happening now like now you go into a store and it's like okay there's like the Catans are like being sold in like you know Macy's it's like kind of nuts yeah you know? and they're being sold for like good amount of money and yeah. it's also like a classic heritage brand mm-hmm. that's been around California family owned for mm-hmm. a really long time and there's also like you know, really amazing people like re- giving it a resurgence. Yeah. And it's like quality handmade board shorts that are like domestic, you know, yeah. and it's just a good vibe. And like, it's funny though. I think too, even with fashion, fashion wanting to, to touch surfing, like we were just speaking of, it's also like, you know, what else is fashion about? What, is it just about beauty or is it about experience? And surfer surfing and the lifestyle offers an experience. And point, people yeah. are looking more towards experiences, I think, right now more than ever. Like, real experiences because there's so much of the world going virtual and, like, there's so much busyness. And, like, whether you're checking your phone or you're on the phone or you're on your computer. And it's, like, really taking you away. And, like, now there's, like, this other push towards, like, real-life experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's an experience and something really of substance yeah. to bite into and like enjoy as opposed to like, what are you going to sell something because it, it makes your hair look cool in the wind? You know, it's like, no, no, that's, that's, that's awesome that's and there's a place true. for it. But yeah, it's like not real. People can't. There's nothing tangible. There's nothing that becomes personal about yeah, it. What's the point? Yeah. Like if you buy like a head to toe, like, you know, high end designer outfit, right? You're basically head to toe in that high end designer outfit, but you're not experiencing anything. Yeah. Versus like you were saying, like, okay, I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to go th- this. And fashion has touched into those areas by making clothes for it and making, you know, shoes for it and stuff totally. like that. Then they've kind of gotten into it. It's, it's interesting, too, because it's like when you're talking about the technology thing, how people have become so... I mean, it's just how our world is going, right? We use phones, like, all the time. Like, our, I mean, to think about what your iPhone is now. It's like something that used to be, like, a $40,000 computer. Like, it's basically in your pocket at all yeah. times, right? And you could, like, oh, I need to find this. I need to find that. I need to see this, blah, blah, blah. And it's information overload. But the thing that's interesting is that if it wasn't for, at least my perspective, if it wasn't for things like Instagram, seeing photos of, like, Bali, seeing photos of, like, South America, seeing photos of, like, you know, skiing in the mountains, people wouldn't uh, develop, at least I think, wouldn't have developed a wanderlust for it. Because they're seeing it, like I was saying, you're at your desk job and all of a sudden you're flipping through your phone and your friend is in Rome. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, I wish I could go there. Like, look, they're at the college. Like, it's kind of, like, it's weird. It's this, like, it's become this double-edged sword, right? The technology thing has made us too, like, dependent on it. But the same thing, the technology has enabled us to, like, book a plane ticket tomorrow. Yeah, and, like, I'm totally, right there and there, yeah. <laughs> and it's cool because, like, there is a place for it, you know? And at the same time, I feel that people, because there's so much technology, people are also pushing towards having mm-hmm. more of those real-time experiences because as they get that photo from their friend who's in Morocco, as they're sitting at their desk job, they're like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. Do I want to be here? Am I yeah. here to go there and have an experience or am I going to buy like a $3,000 designer dress I might wear twice in my life? Right. 
what's what are you gonna choose? I wanna go to freaking Morocco, yeah, man, you know? Idea, yeah. And like it's cool there's a time and a place for all those, you know, things if if you know, it's like I'm not like trying to bash fashion or yeah, anything yeah. like that. Though at the same time it's like, you know, what I choose all the time, like, yeah, I want good products that are gonna get me to go have fun and like adventure and but I'd rather go have those adventures and, and have my money for those kind of experiences. Than wasting it on something expensive yeah. for the sake of for the sake and then even to time time is so valuable now like you know i feel like time is a luxury giving yourself the time to go have these experiences that's true luxury so when you're like selling luxury as this thing huh. it's just like i don't think it's equatable so in a way is time almost like the new currency i think time is the new currency and i th i think that's the ultimate you know yeah. that's everything because you can't you you can't like if you give if you it's not like you could take two million dollars and be like i could get five days back you can't do that no, <laughs> no. totally it's like this it's the bitcoin right it's, it's yeah. like the currency that doesn't exist but actually does exist like it's worth more than anything else totally man and if you're like you know working for a purpose to get the time to go do mm -hmm. but i think that's something too it's like you know the time to go really experience is really the ultimate present and your presence in that or whoever you're you know with yeah. or hanging with like you know that's that's what it's about that's what like life's about like you were saying too like you know what your experience in malibu it's that 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 memory right and that point in time something happened and you can't replicate that like you can't you can't pay for that totally but, but in the same sense you have to somehow make enough money or make money to like buy the plane ticket to get to morocco like there's still it's like kind of this catch-22 right like totally. and finding that balance i know it's something i sh uh, my wife and i struggle with you know we're slowly disconnecting like you know since like we were we were like stressful jobs in new york then we moved here and then it's like slowly and like you know our end goal is like to move to hawaii and like basically be like totally disconnected like we're chasing that dream versus i think years ago people would chase like a brass ring that was like a bank account number you know people now are kind of being like that bank account number that title of my job doesn't matter anything if i can't go outside totally and spend it with my friends or my family yeah. or like yeah make new friends yeah totally experiences like look the world isn't i mean i don't i don't want to sound dreadful but the world is only there for as long as it's going to be right you know like <laughs> like yeah. islands are disappearing like you know like and, and then, like, also going back to, like, life. Like, why are we all here? Yeah. To experience. You That's know, if purpose. you believe that life is consciousness, which I totally believe, you know, like, like consciousness having the opportunity to experience in the world of matter. Like, we have waves. We have these beautiful trees to look at. We have, like, you know, and I believe in reincarnation. And, like, we all keep coming back to have these experiences and learn these lessons. So if you're experiencing, you're really learning it. And that's something where people like maybe like had the job and had the money and then they're like, man, I'm still not happy. Well, why aren't they? Because maybe that's they're not point. really embracing all, all that's out there. And that's why I think now people are really like, you know, like, okay, we tried that. Now let's go here, you yeah. know, like, and the world had to adjust, you know, it's like we came out of wherever we came from. Like, yeah. you know, we're just trying to survive. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, like, I, oh, first. dude, I'm surviving. Now I want to like have all this stuff around me. And then you're like, wait, but I'm working so much to have the stuff. Am I missing out on the life yeah. experiences? And now we have, you know, the luxury of so much that, you know, we've created around it. Uh -huh. And it's like, OK, now we're like finding the balance of like work less you don't need much yeah you know there's so much abundance like yeah. make less 
you know, like live in better harmony and just like get, you know, so many people I know are just getting rid of stuff. Which because sense, yeah. yeah, we don't need more stuff. You don't need five cars, like even if you could afford it. Like I always, yeah. I always, I always think about that when I see like, you know, they talk about these sports athletes who like sign some huge contract and then they buy like six cars and all of a sudden their contract ends and they like they're broke, right? And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, why did you think you needed those six Ferraris? Like, was that doing something for you? It's nice to say. I mean, you hear these classic stories of like you know the stockbroker who had it all and then one day freaked out and like opened up. Uh, an orchard in Portland, right? Like they're just like, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. Like, I love hearing that. For me, that's like, that's like, you know, my dream, you know, and I'm slowly working toward it. And I love hearing those things. And to your point, it's, you know, it's sort of, we're getting there as a human race, right? We're slowly realizing things. Like at first, like you were saying, like first we survived and then we learned how to make things. And then like we accumulated stuff and then we're still not happy. But now we've had all this stuff put on in front of us and it's like, okay, actually what makes you happy is not that. It's totally. something totally different. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's, that's probably another thing that like attracts people to surfing, modern day surfing in a sense of like, you can very easily like, let's say 40 years ago or 30 years ago, if you wanted to take a surf trip to you saw a photo from somewhere, right? Like, let's say Indo. And you were like, I want to take a surf trip 40 years ago. It'd be really difficult. Like, in terms totally. of... Right? It'd be hard. It'd be yeah. really hard. Now, though, it's like you could be like, hey, here's the airline. Here's this. There's a guide there. There's a surf camp. There's this. Like, I can line it up. Yeah. I think that's actually made it kind of amazing because it's created these opportunities for people to have more amazing surf experiences like i know like i always read about people who have like these surf camps in like sri lanka and i'm like holy shit like i fucking want to do this yeah i want to like like disconnect for a month and just live on the beach and like kind of awesome but you know that it it, i guess it did exist but not in such a packaged way yeah it it wasn't as easy that's what i'm saying about too like we live in such a time of abundance you know like everything is available to us Mm -hmm. everything you know, for the most part. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, what are we going to choose? You're going to choose to like work your butt off and never give your time, yourself time for like to breathe. Yeah, or are you going to just, yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Like now we have choice and choice is also like, I think the most valuable thing, just like time, time and choice. Yeah. These yeah. paths are put in front of you, right? Yeah. Like they're in front of you. It's your choice which one totally. you take. Like it's not like it's not like a you have to invent the path. It's there. It's there. It's like choose your own adventure book. Yeah. yeah. You know, like those books I used yeah. to like love them as a kid. <laughs> like you're like, oh, I'm gonna like go down the rabbit hole this way, or like I'm gonna go around the tree and you turn to this page. So it's like it's Oregon like, Trail. Yeah, and like nothing. <laughs> you get dysentery. Like, isn't that the famous thing that everyone uh, dies from in, in Oregon Trail? No, oh God! Like, yeah, no matter I which route that. you go, it's yeah. like it's like you died of dysentery. You're like eight years old. You're like, what the fuck is yeah, dysentery? dysentery? You're like looking it up in like the dictionary <laughs> yeah, like, before no, computers. <laughs> luckily, we don't have to die of dysentery. We can choose no. nice adventures. Yeah, yeah, we definitely can <laughs> not have dysentery or scurvy or scurvy, which is another thing. Like, I, it's a pirate thing. I don't. I never yeah. understood. No, <laughs> they needed more oranges. You know. <laughs> It's so weird. Uh, Speaking of choosing your own adventures, um, you, you know, you worked, uh, 
you worked with Roxy, you were designing wetsuits, which I think for me, I remember seeing before I ever, ever met you and before I was actually ever surfed, I saw your wetsuits online and I thought oh, it was cool. really cool. Yeah, because I was like, you know, for me, my perspective was like, it's a black wetsuit, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I was seeing all this stuff. And it was one of those things where like, f for a guy like I was seeing it and I was like telling my wife I was like hey maybe you should surf because that looks pretty rad like you know it was kind of neat um you worked with them for a bunch of years and then you started your own line what two years ago in 2015 like April 2015 so just a bit over two years ago okay yeah and when you started it what was the like what was your motivation for starting it like what was what sparked it? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was really like, I was grateful for all my time with Roxy. I really loved making the wetsuits and they were having kind of like, you know, big stuff going on. And it was just for me, like time to do something on my own and to focus on kind of like solutions rather than contributing to the problem. Okay. Like, you know, I learned a lot about the world traveling and developing like, to so many developing nations and like going surfing since I was a little kid. So like I saw the issues of trash everywhere. Like I saw the issues of like, you know, people not having access to clean drinking water, like, you know, not a means to dispose of their trash in like a good way or like even like infrastructure for recycling or repurposing and also like how wasteful the clothing industry is and, you know, and the wetsuit industry being part of that like hugely and like, so I wanted to, make things that wouldn't fall apart really quick so there was something like that like make the best quality wetsuits i possibly could and find a way to recycle wetsuits so i met this guy brian shields he has a company called suga and they're recycling wetsuits to make yoga mats awesome. so we recycle all of our cuttings that aren't big enough to make other people pieces for oh, and then yeah it's cool so it's like there's that whole thing and like so for me it was like a the first year was about making the best quality I could uh -huh. and figuring out a way to recycle wetsuits that was like it I had no clue. that's I mean that's a pretty lofty ambition at <laughs> the gates yeah yeah and make stuff that was really like well done mm -hmm. you know that wasn't gonna fall apart and like yeah you know wetsuits are such a technical piece and a lot of them are just made like as after you know they, they yeah. make them but they fall apart in like half a season you know yeah. and like they might stretch more, but like, let's make better quality things and then also find the means for, you know, high vibe and upcycling and, and creating more in the future without creating, you know, by doing less or whatever yeah. in that way, you know, like putting less harm on the earth. So there was that. And then this year I got to work with um, and had more access to limestone based neoprene, which was cool. And that's like some of the stuff that like Patagonia, like yeah. in trying to develop the most like eco wetsuits they possibly could, they made it available for somebody small like me oh, to have awesome. access to limestone neoprene, yeah. you know, and, and I really contribute. I mean, I really like attribute them to like making that possible mm -hmm. um, and just doing so much research and work within that field. So that was cool. I'm still recycling the wetsuits and now I'm I'm working on um, a couple little collaborations and a couple like high vibe things for the future. So the, the original reason I went into doing all that was, yeah, to just like work on solutions rather than contributing to the problem and to do something that I really could stand behind and feel good about and also inspire other people to do the same way, like lead by example as I'm figuring it out along right. the way because I don't know, you know, it's been this whole learning process. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, yeah. I'm just, what do I feel inside of me and working as hard as I can to create it? Also like with the wax and stuff like that, like, yeah. like I grew up in a time where there was like, you know, killer bees wax and it like <laughs> looked like, like a, a you know, a actual like bee honeycomb yeah, yeah, yeah. and like all these cool waxes. And I was like, man, waxes 
need some love. Like yeah, they're it's just kind of got It's like a little square. It's yeah. like a circle. You're like, wah, wah. <laughs> and like, I really <laughs> love smells. Like to me, yeah. smells are like ancient. Like smells bring me back. I feel like lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, man, they're also like poppy and synthetic yeah. smelling. I wanted to make something that was like earthy and had you like an like actual. You don't like the tropical fruit punch smell. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's cool, you know, and like the it's coconut sunscreen yeah. oil that you like know, it just reminds you of summer, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But, yeah. but, um, I I was like oh cool like I get to make wax so like really getting like into creating like the foundational mm-hmm. kind of like core parts of like what I love like mm-hmm. the surf culture and like you know creating like cool new inspiring um, products I mean sense and high vibe a sense and in, 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 in wax totally make sense because it's like if you think about it, you're laying down on your board you're paddling if you have some kind of like like sensory connection right like like a positive one it's definitely going to be something that's like it's going to invigorate you and stuff i mean you could take something like lavender right which is the most simplest right totally if you had that like something like that on your board it's like definitely like it's awakening your senses and you're a little bit calming more the vibe down yeah. not even to you but the whole lineup yeah. so you're bringing that on and like you know it's like you're really like you know leaving the sand and going out into the ocean mm-hmm. there's like that barrier too so yeah. it's like you're clearing your space maybe like clearing your energy yeah, from yeah. the day so you can go out and like like that's why I chose to work with like Palo Santo mm-hmm. and with a little bit of lavender it has yeah. in it and then like coconut uh, a coconut uh, wax base uh-huh. so it's really awesome and I work with a California company to make it that's been family owned forever nice and so that feels really good and then too is like the whole shape like I love, I love the little triangles. Like, yeah. it's the best thing. Because for me, it's like like when it's a hot, like now in the summertime. Like, for me to try to break off a piece that I could stick in my pocket when I go in the water, it's like out of all the traditional wax companies, is the most impossible fucking thing to do in the world. I'm sitting there in the parking lot. I'm, like, twisting. Fighting it. Yeah, yeah like, like, I'm trying like, to bro- smash it <laughs> yeah, I'm like, car. I'm like, come on. But, like, yours, it's like, okay, you just take a corner off to my back pocket. And it's, it's like, all you need, kind of, sometimes. Yeah. It's, like, enough for you and a friend, and also Little it nugget, keeps right? you for, from, like, you know, having it fall out of your wetsuit yeah. or in your pocket or ending up on the beach. So I think, like, you're getting more wax out of it, and it's also a better waxing surface. Yeah. I, I would actually love to see someone either do an art show or do a book that's all there the, is a book there is a book waxes i can show it to you i have oh, okay it. no so, i'm obsessed like see, i get obsessed with little things and yeah. then i'm like i used to buy out. i used to buy one like if i'd see one like oh it's a tiki shape or something i used to buy them and just like kind of like put them put them away because it is that kind of like it's just a mold it's a latex totally. mold and you totally. can make whatever you know kind of thing i've we've been thinking about doing like one actually so that's why it's like kind of funny oh yeah you just make the mold and then that's you got sick. it and i was like i was like i wanted to make it like easy to break off a chunk the best waxing surface because the big bar is cool if you got a brand new longboard you know like to have that whole surface like and yeah i love it man i'm i'm super stoked and then we're going to be getting into some other stuff soon that i'm excited about but like that's kind of like more check back with us okay i got some exciting stuff but really just like creating like a high vibe company and giving people an option to like recycle wetsuits too like i picked up 100 suits the other day people are so excited no it's when, great it's yeah. great i mean what do you do with your old wetsuits you try to sell them on craigslist no one buys them i actually just gave like two away i was like someone i know just got into surfing and i was like you know what? i was like just take these kind of thing but th- what are you gonna do with them they usually That's just it. stay in the closet and, like, in the closet or like getting spiders in the garage because nobody really wants to throw them away and then you know you, yeah. all of a sudden you have you're like i spent 400 pile. bucks on this <laughs> yeah. it's like well you're not gonna wear it so do something like get rid of it totally um 
where did you get your your initial aesthetic for like your first line and going forward like where did that aesthetic come from well because I mean, it's very unique it's yeah. definitely very like it's very unique but when i see it like for some reason it's like i picture you i don't know why like you know it's like there's just something about that aesthetic so where did it kind of develop from well the first line was about kind of like retro uh-huh. but like also like space Okay. Like I lo- you know, I was playing a lot of crystal bowls at the time, doing a lot of stuff with gongs and stuff uh-huh. like that. Like really into like the whole like stars and spatial realm and like moon and everything. You know, I was just like really interested in space and researching a lot of space. And so, and also like I love the whole like seventies idea and tie dye and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I was like, how can I bring like space and tie dye together? So it was kind of a space tie dye was the first collection. And then I wanted to use geometry because I'm really interested in geometry to kind of like make the cuts and like put the wetsuit and the patterns together oh, in like cool ways. So, and I also tried to give them like technical attributes yeah. in the best way I could. Like smoothie is really good for keeping wind off of you. Yeah. So, and it's like black and it's also kind of like a, a smoothie, like a gloss, you know? Yeah. So it's, that's good on the chest. And if you do it in a cool pattern, it also makes like, like our bodies as women look optimal. So we're not just like in this like all fabric blobby yeah. thing, you know, that like we look powerful in them, like superhuman suits. Well, isn't that like such a nice thing too, not just with your company, but like when you go into lineup now where you see like all these women, like they have like, they're not, like you said, in this blobby suit anymore. Like they have so many options. You do, you really yeah. do. I mean like, you know, 15 years ago, you really didn't. It was like, okay, I'm pretty much getting, the female version of the guy suit yeah. that just gave a little bit more room here and a little less room there, and that's it. Totally. And now it's very much like, you know, with your company and some of the other ones that are totally. out there, they're kind of coming out there and they're like, no, we're going to really make stuff that's like, it looks good, it functions, you look unique, you know, it's like kind of like, I mean, now I, I see it where it's like, with women in the lineup, like, there if there's 20 women out there, there's probably 10 different unique suits. Yeah. Like it's, and for me, it's awesome to see that. Like, I'm like, yeah. that's such a great thing, you know, versus like, you know, with guys, it's very much like, like black, black, black. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I know I've asked you for like a jacket. I want to get a jacket made. Like, yeah. I love like crazy wetsuits. Like, I'm like, dude, if you're going to go out there, have a good time. Like, that's like, 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 who cares kind of thing. Um, so it's nice to see that. And I know like, you know, my wife is like the, I call it a vacation surfer. Like, we go to Hawaii, she surfs. We go to Costa Rica, she surfs. She doesn't surf in California. She's like, it's too cold. Like, she's one of those kind yeah. of, which is good for her, I'm glad, um, kind of thing. But, you know, her is like, when she wants to go in the water, she's like, I want to have something that makes me feel good. That, like, I feel like, you know, I look pretty good. That functions kind yeah. of thing. And it's nice that, like, you're creating that um, for people. Uh, I know you have your own line of wetsuits, but you've also worked with a bunch of different companies. Um, you did something with Vans recently? Yeah, it was cool. I got to work with Vans and make like um, some cool, some of the patterns from my new collection. Uh-huh. Uh, we did some shoes with, which is really rad, and the new collection's like of Earth, because uh-huh. um, it's all limestone based. So right. I was like, I took all my like inspiration, also from that same kind of spacey like world that I love, and then also like added some like cool inspiration around like cave drawings and like all this really cool cool stuff so and because it was like of the earth like of the rock so i wanted to bring that in they're like a classic california brand i mean they're awesome i i I wear tons of their product i I think what they're doing is good i think what their involvement in surfing is really good because it's the gambit right they're involved in surfing from like high performance you know qs uh, ct uh surfers to like lifestyle surfers 
like what I would call like like totally. it's they great. do the duct tape yeah for like uh, Joel you know and they they're like such a classic brand though just classic California since day one though you know uh, you went you went to the duct tape the Mexi Log Fest yeah that was so fun so this is the thing I wanted to ask you about is like the Mexi Log Fest the Deus nine foot and single the duct tape Invitational do you whenever I see those and I've only been to like one duct tape. And it was kind of like the, the bastardized version, which they do with last year. They did the, um, the U.S. Open of Surfing. Like, I didn't go to one that's like a specific one. Yeah. Um, do you see more of those kind of surf festivals happening? Do you think it's the future? You know, what do you... It seems to be popping up much more. It's like really cool what Deus is doing and all those guys, you know, yeah. like the Mexi Log Fest is epic. Like Joel's contest that he does with Vans, the duct tape is epic. Like they're rad and they're really fun. And it kind of reminds me of like when we all used to do the club contest back in the mm-hmm. day when we were kids. But like, you know, we'd or we go to like the Rabbit Kakai contest in Costa yeah. Rica or the Beeritz Longboard Festival. But it's like that same kind of vibe, but it's like, really chill because it's people like Joel doing them people like Dustin with like you know um, Deus like you know it's just really cool like Israel that does the Mexi Log Fest he's just like living it and loving it and then there's a little bit of money for people to like make you know to pay for their time over there and whatnot Mm -hmm. pay for beers I'm sure at the bar you know for everybody but um it's just really fun and like the spirit of it feels really nice and it's it's just cool they're popping up more because really longboarding's growing so much especially that classic side of it because you know i'm super happy that longboarding's not part of the wsl event in huntington this week or whatever it is i don't know if it's that event but like (laughs) we had a whole we had a whole thing about this on our last podcast yeah no totally (laughs) yeah yeah, we hate it it's good but like there's also like two schools of longboarding and and it's not like right or wrong it's just different vibes yeah i think like in the competitive arena, the spirit of what surfing and longboarding is is still there. Right. In the Mexi Log Fest, in the day is nine foot and single, in the duct tape. It looks amazing. And when, when you see it, it looks like, like when I see like video recaps, I, I, I'm going to try to go to Mexi Log Fest next year. So much fun. Waves were epic. Everybody's just cheering amazing. each other on. We're having the best time. And that's cool because it's competition, but it's in good spirit. It's yeah. not as competitive as some of the other sort of surfing events that are out there. Yeah. Um, that are kind of more you know mainstream and big like they all have a place which is cool you know um but i'm really excited to see more events like that pop up i mean the the thing that i've noticed because i've got you know like we we go to the the haleiva contest and we see like the sunset contest when we're out in hawaii and stuff and it's fun to to go there for like we always just go for like one day like my wife wants to see some heats or something but it doesn't feel like a festival it feels like you're just like you're sitting on the beach you're just looking forward right but whenever i see all these other things i'm like oh my god this is awesome like people are walking around there's a band playing there's booths there's like oh and this this product and like these shapers and they're like oh they're having this funny like BMX race and like yeah. like it's so much about the community right the community yeah. and heritage and I think you know that's something that I think what upsets me about in general like the other mainstream surfing stuff is like they don't they like kind of discount that they kind of like are like well who cares about that stuff we just care about like having sponsor logos and making sure and I know that's part of their thing but I think I would love to see more of these kind of festivals like pop up in the US totally because that's that's a big thing it's like it's like okay it's in Mexico it's in Indonesia yeah (laughs) it's like you're like yeah I can't go there (laughs) yeah the duct tape does recircle um here every now and again which is really cool but yeah it would be nice to see more of them pop up and and I think it's just like yeah it's more about the hang 
not the yeah. competition. And yeah, somebody wins, and if the waves are good, it's so, the best thing ever to watch. But yeah, it's more about the hang and, and that lifestyle sort of element, which I, is the best. I mean, to, to your point, like, what you're saying, too, is like, you know, that, that vibe and that environment, you, if you want to say, quote unquote, grew up in surfing at Malibu, that's sort of what those festivals are right it's like the same vibe like oh we're gonna catch some waves we're gonna come in we're gonna like eat a little we're gonna like it's those so club fun. events we yeah. all grew up doing those like club contests which yeah. were like the msa malibu surfing yeah. association call and the, the wind and sea and the call to the wall and like <laughs> and that's kind of what it was like it was yeah. like a hang and everybody be surfing yeah. and it was like all ages you know yeah and that was super awesome and this is a little bit tighter like these new festivals popping up because it's more of like the pro divisions you yeah. know but still it has that same spirit and that's what i really love about it and so there'll be more. There's I hope so. Be. Well, I mean, there was like uh, two years ago, I think they had that um, that hot dogger thing in Hermosa. Did you go to that thing? Yeah, and they also have like the Ventucky thing that happens, yeah. like that Vince does. And, yeah, like, it's like fun. They're, they're everywhere. They have the old log event that goes down at like Old Man's and also up in Santa Cruz. Yeah, they yeah. They have like all these, you know, events that are always popping up. So there's more and more all the time. Yeah, I just, I just would love to see like that kind of, I don't know if I want to say, like, I want that to be, the like, the main thing, but it's, like, I know having a daughter who, like, you know, everybody who has a kid's like, we want our kid to surf. Yeah. But it's, like, you know, I'd like her to. And uh, so, like, I'd like her to have that kind of there for her, you totally. know? Like, and, like, my wife loves stuff like that. Like, my wife's, like, she's, like, that's why, like, we go to Santa a lot. Like, we're members of a surf club. That's there. what's up. My, it's my, so fun. My wife just, like, goes down there. She hangs out with the kid, and, like, I surf all day, and I come in and out, and we're eating, and we're hanging with our friends there and, like, meeting people, and I'm like, this is, like, the best thing, you know? Um, I mean, I almost consider, like, what we do on that, like, kind of, like, weekday basis is, like, kind of, I call it commuter surfing. It's kind of like, yeah. all right, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm in the water. I'm going to catch my 20-whatever waves. I'm going out. Like, I'm not getting too involved. I'm not hanging out here. I have other shit to do. Yeah. Um, but... The surf festivals seem really rad. So much fun. Um, let me see. What else did I want to ask you? So I went over that stuff. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Vans. Um, I guess that's kind of about it. Um, oh, there's one thing that I ask everybody. Um, and what's your favorite break to surf and why? I mean, gosh, it's hard to say one. Mm -hmm. I really can't say one. I'm sure people have a hard time saying one. Yeah, yeah. This is always, it's tough. You know, Malibu and Rincon are two of my favorite places ever because oh. they're like what classic California surfing is to me and they're just like such iconic places mm -hmm. and I love them so much. Sano too, but the wave quality yeah. at Malibu and Rincon are just like better. next level, you yeah. know? Um, I also really love anytime I get to go to Mexico, Solidito, um, yeah. where they had the Mexi Log Fest. That's one of my favorite waves. It's like Malibu by the left, and it's the funnest ever. And yeah. it's just so chill because you don't ever have to get in the car. You go stay right there, walk to the surf, yeah. and it's just like the ultimate surf trip. You know, you don't have to even go to the store. Some You can go get a taco down the street. Um, so that's like one of my favorite places. And then like... Indonesia is really insane, uh -huh. you know? I mean, being on a boat trip in Indonesia, not Bali for me, but like yeah. on a boat trip in Indo, there's just something about like, road trips are always epic. Yeah. And a boat trip is even the next level of epic, you know? It's yeah, like yeah. you're sailing, you feel like you're a pirate, like <laughs> looking for waves, you know? And it's just so beautiful to be under the stars and to really be like coming, the experience of like arriving at a wave from the sea yeah. feels so like adventurous and you're like, yeah, like we feel like we're on the yeah. end of the world, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, 
and that's awesome. like my favorite thing because so they're all different in their own way you know but like here it's like being home and surfing kind of in your backyard yeah and having some like you know world-class waves is epic I mean, we and get kind of spoiled. I mean, yeah, to be honest, it's, it's kind of like... It's so good. Like, here. when you go somewhere else, like, like I've got other places, I'm like, this sucks. And then, like, everybody's like, what do you mean? This is pretty good, though. I'm like, oh, shit, I forget where I surf every yeah. day. Like, I surf Malibu all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, picky. Yeah, it's like, you're like, uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of been giving caviar every morning, and now I'm having a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's still food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for but, real. Like, it's on that level. Um, when was the last time you went on a boat trip? Last time I was on a boat trip, actually, the last boat trip I took was while I was still with Roxy. Oh, no. Actually, it was after I was with Roxy. It was when I went with Jose Cuervo. Okay. Yeah, I went with Cuervo and Thomas Campbell and Jared Mel, like two of my really good friends. Oh, yeah, you guys friends. did. You guys put, like, they made a video that came yeah, out. Yeah, like and it was super awesome. Yeah. And, like, we went straight to, like, it was a chill one. You know, I didn't have to travel halfway across the world. We were just in Costa Rica, but we went to... Ollie's Point and posted up for like three or four days. On the Pacific surfed. or on the? On the Pacific side, Pacific. like right before Nicaragua. And we just like slept on the boat, surfed right there. And it was so much fun. So much fun. I love being on boats. Oh, but the last cool. time I did like a crazy two week at sea voyage in Indo was like probably a good like. Like two changes of clothes. Like <laughs> It was probably 2011. Oh. So seven years ago. Oh Jesus. Time to go back. Yeah, I know. You got you to gotta get on a boat again. I need to go back. Those, I mean, Jared, I was just with him last night. And actually, we're all hanging out at this, like, party um, that Vans and Cuervo did down at the U.S. Open because it's, like, U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just got back from his first ever boat trip to Indo. Uh And we were just, like, talking about it last night. And he was just like, oh, my God, it was the best ever, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, such an awesome experience if you're a surfer to be able to go on a trip like that somewhere Uh to Indonesia or, like, really be on a boat for, like, a couple weeks and do it. It's just there's nothing better than that is do you think indonesia is still kind of like untouched or is it is it it gets crowded like crazy because you know obviously the waves are the best out there ever the maldives is chill too but just like the whole experience is still i mean everywhere is crowded and yeah. surfing super popular but i think you can still like find little nuggets and depending on what you're after um really get away from people still in a cool way and just have an adventure well here's the thing do you think there's anywhere that's like untouched I mean, I think like the most untouched place I've surfed recently was Iceland. Whoa. And that was awesome. That sounds very cool. It was really cold, but with wetsuit technology now, it's so crazy. So much easier. Um, before that, it was probably like I had surfed the Outer Hebrides in, in um, the Isle of Lewis in, in Scotland. Yeah. Like, God, like 17 years ago. And that was like not that many people around. And then Chile. Some parts of Chile, like the south, that are colder. So it's but almost the common factor here is cold, huh? Yeah, cold. I think the, the colder places haven't been surfed as much because wetsuit technology is just getting better and better all the time. But yeah. like 10 years ago, the wetsuit you, that no, you could you get, like forget about it. But now it's just like so much better and you're so much warmer and you got the booties and you got the hood yeah. and you're in your gear and you're like fine you're like dude snow whatever you're it's like, fun <laughs> frost on my beard i could deal with it. yeah yeah it's, it's cool so i think <laughs> that that's why, that's why and also people are pushing more to the colder places to get away from people too so you like know? that's why like can in canada like surfing's blown up a lot more totally man yeah. what's your technology being a lot better and the fact that people are trying to get away from the cold because at the end of the day uh, travels the it's equal right like yeah you, 
to get to any place remote, you can figure out how to get there now. Totally. Right? With technology yeah, and like money. It's like, anywhere. oh. But it's a matter of like, do you want to get in that water? Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like, totally. yeah, you can get anywhere warm and everybody wants to go in, in shorts and like a shirt. Like, sure. But it's like, no, not a lot of people are going to put like a, you know, a five mil suit on. That's it. But if there's no one out in the lineup, kind of nice. It's kind of nice. Yeah. That's the thing, man. It's like. And if you're warm, like I was so much warmer in Iceland than I thought I was going to be. I was almost like hot at times, which really? was awesome. It was just more like getting used to surfing with that much stuff on. I'm like, I can't the feel the board because yeah. I have like seven mil boots on oh, and Jesus. like I can't feel my hands or like, you know, like it just I, I felt like that was disorienting. Uh-huh. That said, if you spent a lot of time there and just got used to that gear, you'd be surfing by yourself, like epic like, waves, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's the best. I mean, traveling's everything, and surfing gives us like reasons to go travel places. So that's well, true. I mean, it's why I like to travel. It's my vacations are kind of like centered around that. I think most people are. Um, any last words? Anyone you want to thank? Anyone you want to shout out? Um, any sage advice? <laughs> oh man, I think just like yeah. Just thinking everybody who's like into surfing, because if you're into surfing and you're into like natural living, you're like aware of the trash and just like ask people like every time you go surfing, pick up a couple pieces of trash on your way in and just be aware of it because somebody's going to thank you. The earth's going to thank you. You're going to feel good. And it feels nice to get out of the water and just do a little something. Like if we all picked up a little bit of trash. It would just be a lot more. It's the beautiful. easiest thing. It's fun. It's funny because I uh, like I do it, and yeah. I'm, I'm always like like and friends I'm with are like, "What are you bending down again?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm on my way walking out. Like, why not pick up three pieces of garbage? Like, it's gonna help if every person did that." Yeah, it's gonna help, and then they probably are like, "Cool, I'm gonna pick up garbage yeah. too." And then somebody might just see you walking down the beach yeah. as a good example, and they're gonna do it. So it just catches on. That's and it how feels I got. Really I saw nice. someone else do it. That's totally, you see somebody do it. Like, yeah, you want. You want to pass it on, so I just ask all you beach lovers, take care of the ocean. All right. And it'll take care of you. That's Take that's care how, of our earth, and it'll take care of us. I mean, it already does take care of us no matter what. So we've like, got to we start doing that. Really start being aware and, and doing what we can. Awesome. Well, thanks for sitting with us, and uh, see you out there. Yeah. Let's okay. go, sir. All right. Special thanks to Cassia for letting us in to her world for a little bit, for an hour or so. I hope you guys got something out of it. I know I did. Uh, she's super rad, super fun to hang out with. If you see her in the lineup, definitely say hi. Uh, check out some of the stuff she's up to on our Podbean page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. Uh, we're linking to some of the things she's doing. Also, make sure to check her check her out on Instagram at Cassia Surf, where she lists. All the things she's up to, beach cleanups, wetsuit stuff, the recycling of the wetsuits, uh, her sound bath stuff she does. Um, so check that out. But anyway, we're going to get back to it, uh, put in some more tracks, and then I'll be back to send you off. So till then, peace.
money and your boyfriend don't. L L, what the hell gonna rock the bells? Or your washed up rappers wanna do this well? Rock the bells. But that's okay, cause when he cuts to 
So joining the set, the point blank target Every brother's a side, so least not to forget, no Taking a blame is not a waste Here takes a bit of a soul, so you can never be wrong Just a bit of advice, cause we be paying a price Cause every brother man's life is like swinging a dice, right? Here it is once again This is the brother, the brother, the terminator, the cutter Going on and on, and leave alone the throne Get it straight in 88, and I'm trooping to demonstrate The posse always ready, 98 and 98 My posse come quick, because my posse got velocity
Wish you could come and get some of this I teach and speak so when it's spoke it's no joke The voice of choice to play chicks with bass Called what? For the treble The rhythm is the rebel Here's a funky rhyme that they're tapping on Just thinking I'm breaking the beats I'm rapping on CIA, FBI, all they tell us is lies When I say it they get alarmed No apologies for what I'm about to Rugged and real, you're gonna stand still To obey your case, so let the man build Words of rapture that you have to capture And I just slapped you With a handful of literature This dope, death, fresh, hype, choice, smooth and poor Rappers I replace, rub out and erase Competition, you must be on freebase Smoking or joking, bound to be broken Now get your damn hands off the mic that I'm choking Cause I got a stranglehold You're still cold off a roll for the roll you stole Rhymes that you yell out, but you did sell out Crossed over, lost over here, now get the hell out I'm not a pop star, rock and roller I'm a rebel, blessed Able to hold a mic like a hammer And drop grammar, treat a rapper like a wrestler And body slam them Those who dispute get treated just like a prostitute They get the boot and blade like a flute So just play mute Don't even whisper Open your mouth to speak and I'ma dish your ragtag and dog Put you in the morgue because you're petty, confetti and not ready to rock steady In other words, you're half-stepping, tiptoeing, get going Because my weapon is not a nine and newsy or a shotgun But when it come to hype rhymes, I got one Just like the album is still the same Long live the cane, ain't a damn thing changed I still get ill and kill at will and build the skill to fill your grill So don't tell me you're real we sample beats you sue and try to fight us. Man, you still be home with arthritis. If we didn't revive and bring back a lot of old beats that we appreciated, you wouldn't survive. You'd be another memory to us. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. So understand the way that I live, that's positive. And the message I got to give is a benefit for you and me. I'm talking about P-E-A-C-E. The chosen one that has turned the new leaf. I got gold teeth and they don't chew beef. No pork on my fork, strictly fish on my dish. They came falling victim, sucker you wish. I flow like water, slaughter, put you out of order. Florida. Rappers are ragging and tagging and snagging and bragging to be on the bandwagon But I'm the last dragon with the knack to attract the pack So just get back, I'm young, gifted, and black And just go with the flow, you know In the place to be with my man Marley Marl Sending this out to divine force Can't forget my main man Heavy D To my good brothers EPMD it's my man Ice T over on the West Coast. Can't forget Kumo D, Busy B, MC Light, the audio too. I say peace. Welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast. I uh, hope you've been digging it, tracks. Had to start off with a little LL because uh, we heard through Grapevine that he's going to get the Kennedy honors. Uh, first hip-hop MC to ever get those, so congrats to LL. Uh, one of the sickest MCs in the game always. Um, a lot of people have tried to step to him lyrically, and it's never worked out quite well for them. So much love to LL. 
Um, glad you tuned in this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, we have some interesting things coming up that I'll announce next week. I think we're going to mess around with a couple of format ideas. So expect to hear something about that. Uh, just finished another interview that I'll be posting in two weeks. And I'm excited about that one. Uh, but that's about it. So thanks for tuning into the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Remember to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Check out our page at bodegabordercrew.podbean.com where we have links to things we talked about, track listings, links to our merch that you might want to check out. Uh, you could also request sticker packs through there and that kind of thing. And uh, lastly, uh, just remember there's no need to bust a craze on a wave. There's lots more waves out there. Next swell, even though this swell is kind of dying. But uh, just be chill with your fellow surfers. Say hi, make a new friend, and that's it. So with that, I'll leave you with a couple of tracks, and then I'll see you next week. Peace. Come
This time 